You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah, Beam. It is. Not yet, but this is it's getting close. Championship week, baby. It's getting close. We're here. Welcome into the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beeb, November 30th. It's a Friday. We're one day away from it's being crazy, man. into winter. I mean, I know it's not technically Wait. winter because of science and like oh, that no, happens it's December 21st. But it's winter out there. Hey, man, we're one day away from being at December one, Ohio State kicking off against Northwestern tomorrow at 8 o'clock uh, over in Indianapolis. We said it yesterday. Uh, if you're going to be out there, come hang out with us. It's going to be me and Timmy Hall. We co-host the Buckeyes show together. He'll be doing his show with Jerry Rodzinski at 2.30 from Brothers in Indianapolis. After that, at 4.30, yeah. if you're interested, Anthony Rothman, Joshua Perry, the national champion linebacker here from Ohio State, and then all good Anthony Schlegel, the Juice other up. linebacker. Those three are going to be doing the show from 4.30 to 6.30, getting you ready for everything Ohio State. Like I said, I'll be running uh, running the ship over there. So uh, if you're going to be in Indy, come join us. Like I said, 1st of December is tomorrow, Maddie. And, man, can you believe it? We're on the eve of the Big Ten Championship It's crazy, game. man. And you guys are taking some, like, tour bus down there. So oh, look I'm out not, for that. I'm, I got I to gotta get back early Sunday morning. Oh, we're doing the show. My, bust my butt back yeah, here. Because Beam and I, if you guys are interested in fantasy football, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Beeb's going to be a great dude, a great friend, and hop on back up here yep. to Columbus. We'll be doing uh, the fantasy football show from 11 to 1 on Sunday, so make sure you guys get locked in. We'll have a lot of fun for two hours. All Best right. believe yeah. when I come in on Sunday, I'm going to be rocking my 52 Khalil Mack jersey. Okay, and maybe I'll come in. Maybe I'll come in the eight ball jersey. Let's go. And we'll be just jerseyed out for Love two it. hours, and we'll have to look through Bodie through the screen because he'll probably be grinning from ear oh to my ear. God. And also, very important, right? We will spend. Probably a segment on the college football playoffs. Of course. It comes out at noon. So we will definitely talk about that um, on Sunday afternoon. All right. We're here. Okay. So let's get into this Big Ten championship game. You and I have, you know, touched on it here a little bit. But I think the biggest thing tomorrow is going to be just be better athletes because you have the better athletes. And I think on the outside is where Ohio State can do a lot of damage. So my focus right now is going to be on this wide receiver group. These guys have been the most consistent offensive unit uh, outside of Dwayne Haskins, him being an individual unit, all year long, Beam. And I just really believe that they can go into this game and really put their foot on the gas and make some moves out there. Because here's the thing, man. I just think, I don't know if Northwestern is going to be athletic enough to keep up with Ohio State for four quarters. Now, they may be able to do it for a quarter and a half, maybe at half. But I think eventually these wide receivers will break through, and I'm expecting a big day from Paris, Johnny, Chris Olave, the young cat, making some noise in the biggest game of the year last week. That's my biggest thing. That's my key number one is these wide receivers. Let's make some things shake out there, and let's get into the end zone and get jiggy. Yeah, I like that You know, because you look at what Northwestern has done on defense, and really uh, when you look at their team, they should have beat Michigan. That was a game that I believe they were up 17 to nothing in. Uh, so they had North, or excuse me, they had Michigan dead to rights earlier on in the season. This is a good defense. They played Notre Dame pretty tough there uh, at the end of the year when they got them. And so for me, Maddie, I'm with you that it's going to have to take a not a spectacular effort, but if you want to put up style points, and that's kind of what I've termed Saturday for Ohio State. It's gonna it's got to be style point Saturday, baby, because uh, you know I think that listening and talking to Pat Murphy uh, yesterday from Bucknuts, he was um, he was listening to the committee 
chairman talk, Rob Mullins, and he was basically saying, you know, that that 29-point loss is, is killing you. You know, that 29-point loss against Purdue is going to be the big uh, egg hanging over your head for the next couple of days before we get to Sunday for the committee to do it. But I'm with you, Maddie. I think the wide receivers need to stand out. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, of course, uh, kind of jumping back into the Heisman race with his last, last week's performance against Michigan, number one defense in the country, putting six touchdowns on him, 340. 80 yards or whatever it was. Yeah, so I'm with you in that category that I think Ohio State can really try and expose Northwestern. But Northwestern's defense is a defense that they really like to stay in front of you. They don't like for you to get the big plays. But listen, we heard the same thing about Michigan last week. That was a defense that was not supposed to be had. That was a defense that you weren't supposed to be able to rip the top off their heads. And look what happened, man. He dropped 62 points. Could have had 70. Could have been more. Yeah, easily could have been more. And so, you know, I'm looking at this defense saying, all right, they're pretty good. But I told you yesterday what I think about it. You're playing on that fast track in Indianapolis. And I think every person going into this game you think that all right northwestern may have a matchup here and there that they like to see uh they may try and do something on defense to kind of cloud that matchup but when you get athletes against athletes and ohio state has the superior athletes Mm -hmm. on their roster and you get them on a fast track in indianapolis and you drop them down there and just say go at it yeah i think it's going to be tough for northwestern to keep no doubt about it and you mentioned how their defense like to keep things in front of you they're expecting i believe a couple of their veteran you know secondary players to show up tomorrow and play possibly so that could be a big boost for them but let's say they do come out and they play a lot of zone and they do want to keep everything in front of them and not give up the big play well then that's going to have to shift the focus to the offensive line in the running running game because uh, those guys have been pretty good over the last couple weeks mainly last week and Mike Weber's running like a madman he's running like a guy that is very determined right now so you know what you got you got two running backs back there that can really get things done now Wyatt Davis he's going to have to get it going he's going to have to get it going I expect big things from him tomorrow I don't expect a big drop off uh, from Demetrius Knox to Wyatt Davis. Like we talked about earlier in the week, this was a very highly coveted uh, recruit, and we've heard Urban mention him throughout the season, how close he's been. So now he's going to have his opportunity to really get in there and get in the trenches and move some people around. Now the big thing also is going to be on the flip side of that. You do have a quarterback in Clayton Thorson mm-hmm. that can make some NFL caliber throws. Yep. And we saw last week, we talked about it with Nico Collins, how he was making uh, some really good plays, but you also got to tip your cap to Shea Patterson for getting those balls in those spots because Kendall Sheffield, I thought, played those balls really, really well. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you could see again this week. So that's something that I would be a little weary about is the fact that Clayton, Clayton Thorson can really excuse me, throw those balls into some tight windows. Athletically, I don't think he's fully a healthy beam. We talk about the ACL recovery. You can tell that he's not the guy that he was last year, but it's something that you have to respect. But now that's going to be a big thing, right? Not going to be any bad weather, obviously, inside of that dome. So can these DBs swipe some of those balls out? Look, I know the technique bothers a lot of people. It bothers me, but we're going to continue to see it Saturday. Can those guys, can Arnett, can Kendall Sheffield, can Jeffrey Okuda eliminate some of those big-time throws the way we saw from a linebacker last week in Pete Warner in, an end zone, in the end zone where he completely took a touchdown off the board from Michigan. So that's going to be my second thing is that there's a quarterback on their sideline that can make NFL caliber throws the way number seven can for Ohio State. Can they eliminate some of those and create and excuse me, wipe out some momentum plays from Northwestern? Because if you allow them to get those, then the confidence starts to creep into their mind and it really starts to get funky in there. But overall, I think Ohio State should be okay in this game. But you have to respect what Pat Fitzgerald could do defensively and you got to re- respect what Clayton Thorson could do with the rock uh, when it's flying out of his right hand. You have to look at this defensive line for me. 
You know, you talk about Clayton Thorson, and I agree. He's a good player. I think he was a great player until he got injured. I yeah. think that injury kind of really uh, slowed him down. But if, if you have the same game plan, Maddie, that you had last week uh, against Michigan, and I hate to go back because, you know, this Ohio State team wants nothing to do with last week. They just want to, you know, move forward on the schedule and face the task at hand. Uh, but really what I saw last week from the defensive line, I mean, guys like Davon Hamilton stepping up, Jonathan Cooper, I thought had a fantastic game on the edge there. Teron Vincent was getting in, uh, getting, you know, some some mud on his jersey. Yeah. You know, that guy was grinding no out doubt. there. Robert Landers, Chase Young, uh, of course, Draymond Jones. I mean, those guys were really getting after Shea Patterson. And so I look at this from a perspective of that, um, you know, Shea Patterson was maybe a, is probably the better quarterback than Clayton Thorson. Uh, so if you can do that same thing last week, but I really do think it's just going to come down to attitude. Like yeah. if Ohio State comes out with the same amount of energy and passion that they played with in mm-hmm. last week's game, where they come out juiced and knowing that we're going to roll this team, then I, I really do think it's going to be tough for Northwestern to kind of crawl out of any kind of hole that they get themselves into. Right. So I think the second thing for me, Maddie, is just the amount of energy that you come out with in this building. You know it's going to be rocking. Northwestern's not very far away from Indy. That's probably, what, three, three-hour and 15-minute drive. S- Columbus is about three hours, about the same damn. Some anonymous donor bought a ton of tickets for sure. students, so there's going to be some purple in the house, but you're going to see a ton of scarlet. So no, I'm with you, B, but that really real quickly um my third thing is the emotional aspect of the game because look the script has flipped for these teams last week um ohio state was northwestern this week northwestern is ohio state as far as everyone immediately after the game the conversation was wasn't can ohio state beat northwestern it's can ohio state get in the college football playoffs stay focused man laser focus absolutely that's a great point that's a big thing because if there is an emotional letdown it's going to be a disappointing day so look we talked about this as well. We'll get to the championship picks at the end of the pod today, but you're going to know kind of your fate, right? Oh, I, yeah. You're definitely going to know your because, fate. I mean, that game down uh, in Dallas where they're playing the Big 12 championship game, I mean, that sucker's going to be over by 4.30. Exactly. So of course you're going to know what you're going to you, know in. your fate, yeah. and you're going to know exactly what you have to do. So that's going to be a really tricky game to play. I can't wait to wake up at noon and watch that game because I'm going to be dialed in every single snap of that Texas-Oklahoma game. So now that's going to be the big thing for me, Bam. I know you haven't been too worried about it, but I just think you know how human nature is sometimes. Of course. Where they've been told all week long how great they are, especially this defense. Saw it against Maryland. They saw it against Maryland and these cats are probably looking at a four loss team coming into Indy and say you know what? we're the better team we just wiped the floor with the number one defense in the country uh, average of 13 and a half points a game or only giving up 13 sure. and a half points a game that being the Michigan defense so that to me is going to be very tricky that's something that I'm very very worried about all right I want to let you know about Sling TV we'll come back play some urban and then uh, we'll keep this train moving you don't want to watch the games you need to watch the games or you're sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win Sling TV is the best way to watch college football or the NFL like Beam's going to be doing Sunday in his Khalil mm-hmm. Mack jersey. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love. Only better, sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked on listeners, get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. We'll be back in a second to hear from the Urbanator. You are locked on Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, let's get his take on the Northwestern defense here. Uh, excuse me, the offense. Offensively, uh, statistically, they're not great, but production, especially in the last half of the season, has been outstanding. Their quarterback has been there for a long time. He had a major knee surgery, uh, but he's highly efficient, and they do a lot of the crossing routes, and they hurt us here last year, you know, last time they played a couple years ago. Uh, but a, a very good offensive line, very good uh, a skill 
and uh it's our job. You know, we got to cover them. So the thing about those crossing routes is this defense should be used to seeing that because sure. that's what Ohio State wears people out, wears teams out with all right. of the time. Well, so I just run ones versus ones in ex- practice. Ex- <laughs> right, exactly. So, no, Malik Harrison, Pete Warner, those linebackers, man, they're going to have to eliminate the second-level stuff. You can't get gashed in those plays because that's something, man, I'm telling you, you get into games like this, like Maryland two weeks ago, sure. right, where this team's feeling like, oh, we could play with these dudes out here. We're not scared of Ohio State. That's going to be an interesting thing. Tackling space is going to be a big thing. And the guys up front in the trenches, can they repeat the performance that they had last week? You mentioned all the names earlier. That's a great point, Beam, that you brought up because those guys really stepped up and balled out. But can they do that again is going to be a very interesting thing for me to monitor. Yeah, I, Maddie, it's just I believe wholeheartedly – uh, that in the Michigan game last week, th- the reason why the defense stepped up and played to the level that they did was fully because they stopped the run. They stopped Karan Kar- Higdon. You saw it the week before with McFadden running, just or excuse me, McFarland running all over the place on Ohio State. Michigan was unable to do that, so they were forced to throw. They were forced to put Shea Patterson back in positions, you know, where he's not used to doing. He's not used to throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game. He is used to giving the ball to his workhorses, throwing the ball 25 times a game, and being very efficient. Right. Now, when you stop the run, I think it's going to be absolutely key for Ohio State to do it because. Because you look at Ohio State's offense, they can beat you in a multitude of different ways. Northwestern's can't. You force Northwestern to throw the ball 35, 40 times this game, that's going to be a wrap. They can't compete with you that way, especially when you get clock stoppages on incomplete passes. You give Ohio State more chances to go down the field and score on the offensive side of the ball. So for me, it's going to be number one key on defense is going to be stopping the run early Mm -hmm. because if they can't get anything going, that boa constrictor defense like we saw last week against Michigan finally pop its head out of the woods is going to be in play. And then you force pressure on Clayton Thorson, and then they can't run the ball on third and three because they feel like they're going to get stopped. Uh, So really it's just – Winning the line of scrimmage for me. No, Winning no, the I line agree. of scrimmage and not allowing huge gash run plays. This is a Northwestern team that only averages 114 yards on the ground, yep. right? So if they can bottle them up and force Clayton Thorson to win the game for Northwestern, I think that's a great point that you that you bring up. Uh, that could be a really bad formula for the Wildcats. Here's Urban talking about this Northwestern defense. You know, they had the team up north beat uh, 17 zip at one point. Uh, team up north had a real hard time moving the ball against them. Uh, they're one of those teams that keeps everything in front of them. Very big physical defense lines are strength and backers. The back end of defense just plays so smart that they are. Uh, uh, we're kind of a big play team, and they, we thrive in man coverage. It seems to be here in the last few weeks, and we it's not a whole lot of man. It's going to be you know there's going to be patience involved, which is really hard nowadays. And, <clears throat> Excuse me, college football. So I think they'll be able to give Northwestern a taste of their own medicine yeah. with the crossing with the crossing sure. routes because we saw this last week, right? Where you talk about Michigan, they wore them out early in the game, and what did that do in the second half? It opened up uh, the lid of the defense, and those guys really got busy doing that. Johnny Dixon wide open in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. That's going to be a thing that if you keep continue to show them that in the first half and the early downs and the early parts of the game, beam. That's going to be something that will be there again because they're going to start creeping up. Those safeties will start cheating down in the box a little bit, and then boom, before you know it, you got those blazing receivers for Ohio State behind you uh, doing touchdown dances in the end zone. Paris Campbell throwing up Tyreek Hill deuces, right? So that's going to be a big thing for me. It's early. I want to see crossing routes from Ohio State. Do what you do. Get these linebackers and these safeties to creep up on you, and then in the second half, I really think that'll be able uh, to open things up for this offense, especially in the passing game. 
uh, going from end zone to end zone. Yeah, opposite of what I talked about with uh, Ohio State's defensive plan, I think you go you know, opposite when you look at Ohio State's offense for me. I think you try and establish the run game early on. And the same thing that you're talking about, Maddie. Uh, instead of you know linebackers focused on these crossing routes, the linebackers can't keep their eyes off of uh, either Mike Weber, J.K. Dobbins, or Paris Campbell. And I wouldn't be surprised uh, either to see Dwayne Haskins run the ball a couple of times very early in this game, kind of set the tempo there, uh, see people go in motion, you know, maybe some fake bubble screens, uh, some fake jet sweeps, something of that type to lead to all that eye candy uh, where you got stuff, players running around in the background. Uh, you know, you see defenses and, you know, it, it's a, obviously – you know, it's a key when you're watching a game, if you see like a Paris Campbell or a Johnny Dixon or Terry McLaurin run from one sideline to the other sideline, if you see a guy stop at the defensive line and then another guy pick him yes. up, that tells you that they're going to be no running doubt. a zone defense. You see the guy r- walk all the way across uh, with that man, it's obviously going to be in a man defensive front. And so I think Urban is really going to try and see what Northwestern's defense is going to be doing. Yep. And I think Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson, uh, if it all goes to plan, you start to run the ball early. Early, and I'm, there's no doubt that this defense can be had. It's yeah. just being able to pick the lock and being able to actually get to the exactly. point where you can have that. No doubt about it. Last one here from Urban before Beam lets you know about Sling TV. Here he is on the importance of uh, Haskins running the pill. You know, you don't have to be the JT, but there's got to be a threat. And I use comments like, it keeps the defense clean. And what that means, there's gap control. There's, you know, you have to have two rushers on the left, two rushers on the right, or there's going to be scrambles. You know, we've seen it with Trace McSorley. Really, every school, every guy has a guy that can do that. You know how happy this has made Urban in the last of couple of weeks. Of this is exactly what he wants. He probably doesn't mind. See how much more glowing he's exactly talking of Dwayne after he put his head down? Yes, he knows <laughs> that this is the yeah. type of offense, this is the type of quarterback that he wants is for sure. him to at least have a respectable run game uh, from his quarterback. And he's gotten that from Dwayne. And also, you got to credit Dwayne because this is probably something that he was not comfortable with no, coming into the season. No it's, t- it's taken a long time for him him to get to this point to really feel good about it being so no this is something that Northwestern knows that he's capable of doing they've seen it on film the last couple weeks you and I agreed look if Dwayne has is going to do this we had Pat Murphy on yesterday he agreed with us too there's no point throwing Tate out there because Dwayne can handle this now in the certain spots to where there were struggles in the red zone maybe in those short yardage plays let seven do his thing if you can find out if you find out early in the game that the offensive line the running backs aren't doing what they got to do in those short yardage situations give it to number seven he's a tough cat big body dude he can get in there and make it happen for the Buckeyes tomorrow of course he can and I think that's going to be huge for Ohio State getting Dwayne Haskins running the ball early and it just creates so many problems for a defense because then it's number seven uh then it's you know J.K. Dobbins then it's Mike Weber and it's then it just becomes an all-out fest where you don't know who's going to get the ball Maddie let me tell you about our friends uh at Sling TV you don't want to watch the game you need to watch the game you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win well Sling TV is the best way for you to watch college football for only $30 a month you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC and more. Stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love except it's only better and the best part about Sling TV Maddie is that there are no useless channels no long term contracts, no hidden fees and you can cancel it any time of your choosing. Sign up for Sling TV and get a 7 day free trial. Locked on listeners good listeners of this program you can get your 7 day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on go to Sling TV and check our guys out. Buckeyes, your team every day. Maybe I should, maybe I should turn up the volume a little bit. So yeah. you guys can hear. All right, let's pick That's some okay. games real quick because we got to get out of the studio. All right. Eh, eh, let's start with tonight, eh, actually, because eh, you do got a, a championship eh, game tonight. Eh, 
At the field of jeans, you got number 17, Utah, taking on number 11, Washington. Look, Washington surprised me last week. That, did you see the, all that snow in that game I did. last it week? It was amazing. My I love goodness. a good snow game. Um, so, Washington, you know that I haven't been high on them this year. We because both picked of, the Cougs last we week. We both picked the Cougs, mainly because I love Mike Leach. How do you not love that I know, guy? I'm but with you. look, I think Washington is going to get this thing done. I think they've got the better quarterback in this game, and Jake Browning and the better coach. Look, Chris Peterson is a heck of a coach. Yeah, out there, he is. Man. He really is. So, no, I think they will be the Pac 12 uh, champion this year, and uh, we won't have to worry about a Pac-12 team um, flirting around with the college football playoff. But yeah, I think Washington gets it done. I'm with you. I think Washington does, does get it done. That southern tier of the uh, Pac-12 conference is really just – it's very poor. Yes. Very, very poor division in college football. Uh, so I'm with you. I think the Huskies roll. All right, let's get to the noon game. Number 14, Texas taking on number 5, Oklahoma. Okay, Look, cool. this, is in, uh, this is in Jerry's world, right? Yeah. We saw a uh, oh, yeah. pretty good game in Jerry's world last night. We did. Um, How about that? I got to go with Oklahoma. State of Texas keep on rolling, uh, Maddie? I got to go with Oklahoma. They're going to be pay- playing the uh, revenge card here. Kyler Murray's a freak show. You just don't know what you're getting from Texas week in and week out. I'm going with Oklahoma, unfortunately. And I think it'll be a close game, which could work in Ohio State's favor, but I'm rolling with the Sooners. Cowboys beat the Saints last night in Jerry World. Texas playing a home game. Oklahoma has to come over the state line. I can lines. hear it in your voice. Okay, cool. Hook them. Thanks, em, Tom uh, Herman, for the college football playoff appearance, baby. <laughs> number one, Alabama versus number four, Georgia, the SEC championship, championship game, 4 o'clock. I'm rolling with the Tide. Yeah, me too. They're the best team in college football, and until someone beats them, I'm rolling with them every week. All right, 8 o'clock, number 21, Northwestern versus number 6, Ohio State. I think Ohio State handles business. Give me the Buckeyes, 34, uh, Northwestern, 24. Buckeyes, 55, Northwestern, 17. All right, we got to get out of here. Like I said, Beam and I will be on the air from 11 to 1 on Sunday. If you're interested in fantasy football, we'll be talking about the college football playoff, too, when that stuff comes out. Have a great one. Have a good weekend. Have some good food and a cold one for me and Beam. We'll see you on Monday.